Hello and welcome to Someone Should Make This, a show where we do the hard part of coming up with great video game ideas and offer them up to the world. My name is Danish. I'm Matt and we got a guest. Welcome, Brian Kessinger from Respawn Games. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's Respawn Entertainment, Danish. How dare you? God, oh, Danish, this has been a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Formerly of NetherRealm. Um, yeah, why don't you uh, actually introduce yourself? Like, sort of, what do you do? What's your background? What do you do at Respawn? Sure. Okay, well, uh, I mean, I worked at NetherRealm for the last about four and a half to five years. Um, I was a gameplay programmer over there. I started out there as an intern and, and worked up to mid-level there and where I worked with you guys. Um, and then this summer, I decided to take a little bit of a career track switch, if you will, into more of a design role and, and took a job over at Respawn Entertainment working on the uh, Star Wars team. That's fucking awesome. Who doesn't want to work on Star Wars? I know. Um, so you actually moved out there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in Los Angeles now, living out here. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, moved during the pandemic, which was a an interesting endeavor, but uh, oh, <laughs> we made it. God. We're safe, so it's all good. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so you can't, I mean, I know you can't really talk about what you're working on, but what kind of things do you do, like day to day? Sure, yeah. I mean, it's actually, it's fairly similar to what my role was at NetherRealm, where um, you're kind of building, like, you know, at NetherRealm, I was building a lot of, like, game mode stuff and building, working with you, building a lot of UI um, bothering Matt a lot about material stuff. Um, oh, those were some of my favorite. When somebody <laughs> coming to you and like being like, "Hey, you know a thing that I don't. You want to teach?" Like, I don't. That makes me feel like I'm worthy of the job. So don't feel bad about that. <laughs> and it's all this I like normally don't pseudo math. Like I'm like, oh god, this is brutal. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but you're, wait, but you're a programmer. You should love. Well, math. no, no, no. Yeah, I'm trying to make like, it like actual math. I'm like, oh, if this was actual math, I could do this. But oh. because it's this like hocus <laughs> pocus. Like, like, no, no, no. You have to use. <laughs> This unreal math, weird out of my brain math that maybe isn't right. Either. Oh, I see. Matt's the weak link between real math and unreal. No, I'm the bridge. That's pseudo math. I'm the bridge. And then, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so just kind of like building different gameplay mechanics and things like that. Uh, so now my, my role at Respawn is uh, pretty much the same. Um, in well, it's it's similar, I would say, in terms of like working on different mechanics and building out UI and things like that. But I also, um, where I would normally receive a design from someone within NetherRealm to build those things, now I'm kind of, uh, I have a, a much bigger seat at the table in terms of that design talk and, and figuring out what those things are. Um, so yeah. That's that's super, super Congratulations exciting. Congratulations on that movie. Yeah, I, Thank you. I, I can't wait to hear what it's gonna be. Um, Actually, speaking of Star Wars, and uh, okay. you recently got a Quest. Yes. And uh, yes. Vader Immortal is a good Star Wars game on Quest. Did you play that? So I own two games on Quest. It is Beat Saber and Vader Immortal. Immortal? Mortals? Yeah. Is it plural? Are there just, many no, Immortals? I don't think it's plural. Nobody I don't knows. Think so. Okay. <laughs> uh, and to be honest with you, I haven't played it yet. I've been a little bit busy. I just got the quest like a few days ago. Of course. But uh, it is one of the two games that I own. So I do plan to get to it kind of uh, as soon as possible. I've mostly just been messing around with like the tech itself and kind of just toying mm -hmm. with the headset. And, and actually last night I was, uh, uh, I was at a buddy's place and he was like, hey, you got to try Vomit Simulator. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what? I've never heard of that. And and he was like he was like it's this free like roller coaster simulator 
he was like, do you get motion sick? <laughs> oh, okay. And I was like, I was like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't ever get motion sick no, really. Boy, like I can read in the car, I can do whatever. Yeah. And he was like, all right, do the dinosaur one. You got to go through like the whole T-Rex park and stuff like that. I'm like, okay. I'm sitting down and you pull the, pull the railing over, over your lap. Like mm-hmm. it's a real roller coaster. And wow, <laughs> that was, I've, I have not felt that motion sick before in my life. Like I made it yeah, through. No, that's I a, didn't throw up. That's a terrible thing to do to someone. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I didn't say he was a good friend. Um. <laughs> um oh my god, that's this. That, that's so funny. The same thing happened to me. Like back when I had the the DK Oculus uh, Dev Kit thing. Um, we were trying different things. I was showing my friends like all this cool stuff, like the underwater ocean one, where you're just walking around and it's like low impact. And he's like, "Come on, all right, I want to see some good shit. I want to see some." extreme shit yeah i'm like well they got this roller coaster thing uh here i'll put it on we'll put it on the like you know easy mode or whatever like the light mode he's like no i want the full one yeah I'm like man you're asking for this and then i, I get, it's exactly the same thing afterward he's like i've never felt this bad it, it was like, it was very much of my own volition because i was like i was like no no, no i want to try and i was like i was like oh i'm nauseous and he was like you're good yeah. and i was like i was like i'm pretty nauseous <laughs> and i was like yeah, yeah, yeah. but i'm going to stick this out i want to make it through this thing oh god and i found that like if you were making a right hand turn and you were looking into the turn that's where yeah. i got my most nauseous if i was like watching yeah. where i was heading because i felt so yeah. disconnected from like yeah. what i was looking at and what the feeling of like the forward momentum was it's a really bizarre experience it's really interesting to, so, you know, VR has matured quite a bit now. I don't know how long it's been around, four years, maybe five years or something. When did and, we get our uh, DK, was it a DK2? Yeah, Me DK and Danish two. had joint I, custody of a dev, of a dev kit. <laughs> yeah. Who's the DK2? We were, yeah, we were trading back every few weeks. Um, yeah, I don't remember what year that was. I think it, I mean, I think it was in my old apartment. So definitely more than four years ago. Um, anyway, uh you know, it, it was really, it was fun because it was like the frontier of like what's possible in game design and people were figuring out the motion sickness stuff. And like there's games today that seemingly are pretty like you move a lot and you're doing stuff. It's full featured, like, you know, Half-Life Alex or whatever. But like there's all these little tricks that they've implemented that that same game, you know, four years ago, it just would not have right. been comfortable, you know? Uh, little tricks of like turn the way you turn the way your head drives your motion the you know the vignetting or whatever it's like a lot of really good stuff now yeah. i don't think it's i can't remember the last time i felt mm. bad playing a game in vr because i think they've really kind of nailed a lot of that stuff i remember last time i felt bad in vr it was called it was called uh it was the iss thing that comes i think yeah. it's free on the quest that is by far the most nauseous i've ever felt in a Interesting. vr yeah it's and, and it, that's a perfect example. Like, so basically we're talking about the game Lone Echo for PC, which is, I think, top three VR games ever made. Yeah, I want to talk about um, this because I'm upset. About, okay. <laughs> but basically, like, oh. that, that game is um, in zero G. And it's a very clever mechanic of the way they do it. It's like you hold on to things and you push off things. Um, and that game ISS that Matt's talking about is the similar thing. It does and Matt was, almost the exact same thing. With like yeah, and Matt was concerned that like, well, is Lone Echo going to make me sick just because it's an like interesting right. motion? And we thought, oh, you know, ISS is the same thing. Why don't you try that out? He's like, oh, it was a disaster. And then I tried it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this feels really bad. 
And again, I don't know what the difference between it is. The difference I guess is it's just the frame rate. No, the difference is in is I guess this is going to be hard to like communicate through voice, but like yeah. if if I were to walk up to a or float up to a wall in Mission ISS and grab it yeah. and move one hand up and the other one down, that would rotate like barrel roll my screen. Yeah. Right. Uh, but that doesn't I don't think uh it does that in Lone Echo. Uh right. and that is like that barrel roll motion is insanely nauseating for me and i think yeah. for a lot of people like it's just like there's something about even in uh squadron rotation it's yeah. the only yes. thing it's the, the the barrel roll specifically is the only thing that gets me a little bit queasy when i'm playing that but it's it's still way better in squadrons than it is in the iss yeah. simulator or whatever i have so squadrons what are and you mad about? i have yet to uh yet to try the vr version of it yet but that's probably oh, on my so list good. for this week um so okay so maybe uh, forgive my baby gamer entitlement for a moment, if you will. Uh, so may, you guys have been in VR for a while. Well, I, you don't yeah, live non-stop. there, but... Um, I'm there right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been kind of like, not ignoring it, but I haven't been keeping up with it as much. And I'm mm-hmm. kind of realizing how much of a... And maybe this is also specifically a Quest issue. So I bought a Quest 2. And... Mm-hmm. I knew that it was like a kind of a closed marketplace, right? Like you really only yeah. have the one place to buy games. But I bought the link cable, come to find out there's other streaming options and things like that from you remote desktop type situations and stuff. Regardless, yeah. I was like, I want to play other games that aren't on the Quest store. Yeah. One of the games that was recommended to me was Lone Echo. And I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play Lone Echo. Looking for it on the Quest store. I'm like, okay, it's not here. That's fine. It's probably just not a native application to the Quest. I'm like, okay, go to Steam. I'm like, okay, I'm looking at it for it oh, there. Oh, I know where you're going with this. And it's not there. I'm like, okay. So then I'm like, where the hell is this game? So now I'm starting to Google search. I'm like, does this game even exist? What is this thing? I'm like, do I have the name wrong? Right? That's, <laughs> that's where I went. It's just a troll, a weird well, <laughs> VR troll. Yeah, yeah. And it's like multiple <laughs> people recommended it. So I was like, what the hell is going on? So then it comes to find out that it's a Rift exclusive game. Is this true? Is that is it, right? It, am I making this up? Yeah, then, it's it's PC Oculus Store. You can't oh, find it on the right. Quest Oculus Store. That's so I was right. like, yeah. once I kind of like found the Oculus Store page through the browser because I didn't have the I don't have a Oculus PC client yet. Like I said, a very new, okay. very green to this yeah, yeah, whole yeah. landscape. So I was like, then I was like, but why doesn't that come up on my Quest Store and just tell me I can't buy it or tell me it's not oh, compatible sure. without the link cable? You know, like why can't yeah. I purchase it but Give me an avenue. Give string me along. Get me to yeah. the PC marketplace, uh, like echo chain. Get me to that. Spot. No, that's a that's a good point because when you go onto the 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 phone app for the Quest and you're looking for something, it's very like it's surprisingly hard to find what you want on there. Yeah. Like it's it's like if I'm looking for a horror game, it's I'm sure there's a way to filter it. I can never find it. Like my best hope is that it's October and they just automatically put a list of horror sure. games at the top because they know it's October. <laughs> but if I'm like looking for horror games or something specific, like I have the hardest time finding anything on that storefront, let alone something that's not even for the quest. It's yeah. It's not uh, they I, they do have a ways to go on that storefront. A beautiful segue. I hear this is the Halloween episode of someone should make this. Do you have any Wow, it's uh, like you're a host. Uh <laughs> do you have any uh terrifying recommendations for the quest or for phasmophobia phasmophobia just phasmophobia oh my god here's the thing that game is amazing it's it's pretty janky though so i don't know i don't feel super comfortable like recommending i recommend it to everybody i recommend it to the whole world no yeah i mean it's a good game 
I'm just saying, I don't want, if you're new to VR, it could sour you on VR just because it's, it's like made by one guy. I don't think it the, will. I think it's like detection's weird. No, you know, the, like okay. That sort of stuff. This is, this pretty, is a damage thing. The, I was, I, okay. I played Phasmophobia and I went into it and like, it is a little janky because one, it's made by apparently one guy. I don't know if that's true, but like, it seems like yeah, we keep perpetuating. That yeah. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> it's made by maybe one guy, but like, no, it's an, I mean, the, the point is it's a very super indie, indie development. And, okay. and also we're playing on it with the quest through the link on a game that's on steam. Right. So there's a lot of like layers to like how weird this thing is. So there's a couple little janky things like your hand doesn't line up exactly with like where you like little minor stuff. Sure. I'm, I'm so I played the demo or the, the uh, tutorial and, and I thought it was fantastic. I'm super scared. I'm like, guys, you have to play this tutorial. Please play this tutorial. Danish finally plays it. He plays it for like 30 seconds and he's like, I couldn't get out of the truck. And it's like, what? It's like, Dan is just like, try for 30 seconds to play. It was like, fuck this. And I had to like talk him into like, like okay, this, this is why you couldn't get out of the truck. And then Basically, once. Basically, I was streaming my scream to him and he was telling me what to do. That's true. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Uh, so like wow. once you got out of the truck though, you realize like, okay, yeah, it's a little janky, but the experience is so cool and unique it's to worth like it. anything. It's totally worth it. And you, you figure out yeah. the jank immediately and then it's fine. Um, you got to join us on a ghost time. That's what I was it just so about hard. to say. Well, well I, need, I need people to play with. So. Yes. Yeah. Th- well, I, I, I will probably. Tonight. I will probably never pick it up. Like I, I, I very much get like that. I get excited about something. I buy it and yeah, I get yeah, it yeah. and I'll play it and I'll be like, oh, this is cool. But then like, gaming has become such a social thing for me. Yeah, where yeah. Well, I'm having a play hard time socially, playing really. it alone. Yes. Yeah, this one doesn't really work alone. It's it's meant to be played. Yeah, I together. think you and, can. But one, yeah, I am way too fucking scared to play this game alone. Nice. I'm not, that is not a yeah. joke at all. I'm terrified. Yeah. <laughs> I've we've had games where me and Danish and. Jeff or Dan were all playing at the same time and they both died and it was up to me to like finish it. And I am just <laughs> a wreck, dude. Like I'm so scared, even though I know that they're like there and they're like ghosts following me around, just like probably just talking about whatever. I'm like, uh, my experience is horrifying. Like, I don't know, man. It's that- so good. There was in the stream. There was that happened to me. I think it was later in the night where it was just me and Matt playing, which you can find uh, I over died. at twitch.tv slash. Not, oh my god! Do you want to be a fucking permanent host? Do you want to you want to <laughs> buy our podcast? Yeah, from take us? over the podcast forever. <laughs> um, so when you die in that game, you become a ghost and you have like ghostly vision, but you can't communicate to the living. Okay. So I can hear Matt, but he can't hear me. Yeah. And and he, and he so knows weird. that, so he's kind of like talking to himself, but basically kind of talking to me just to keep me, you know, informed or yeah, yeah. what he's thinking. Because we're we really streaming funny. on Twitch too. So like I I yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to do the Twitch thing where I'm like engaged with whoever might be watching. Yeah, yeah. That's not but what the, I'm good at. But the funniest part about it is because he's like walking really slow <laughs> and the like the the physics based walking animation is like taking little baby steps. And he's like, <laughs> okay, like crawling, I'm walking to the house like- now. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I'm walking to the house now. Okay. And, and he's like <laughs> narrating to himself. But it's, it's as if because he has to talk to himself, otherwise he'd be too scared. Also and I was true. following him in my ghost cam. And it was just, it was wow, so funny. I need funny. a Twitter breakout video of this where you just cut it out of the VOD and. and we will. Can we, we will definitely do that. Matt. Can I insert Jeff's experience right now? We're all playing. It's me, Danish, and Jeff. And Jeff's only played like twice. Um, I think Jeff said before, like horror. Well, Dan games. was there too. Oh, Dan was there, but his he had mic problems, yeah. so he was kind of yeah. not there. Um, Jeff has said, I think he's Jeff has said before, like horror games aren't really his jam, and we're playing the scariest game 
like imaginable. <laughs> and yeah. uh, to Jeff's credit, he's been a total trooper. He's been like playing with us anyway, uh, despite mm-hmm. the fact that I, I think this is like you know pretty rough on him. Um, scarring, <laughs> pretty scarring. So, so finally we got, we we get him into the second session, and we're walking around this house for it seems like forever. And we well, just, it was a longer time. We cannot yeah, find so- this fucking ghost. Um, yeah, just a little bit of context. Like you, when you're you're these ghost investigators, and you have these different tests, like uh, whether it responds to like a ghost box, like a radio thing, or different tools, and you kind of make sweep. You make like a, you go room to room, and you see if you get any activity. And sometimes, like you know, one of them we found right away, and the other times it takes a couple minutes. This one was going on for a while. Like we really couldn't find it, you know. Yeah. So tension was sort of building. So we we we're all split up at this point because we're trying to spread out and find the ghost. And then finally, some lights start flickering, and that is where this video picks up. That's real good. It's not going very fast. I need it to. S- uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. George Uh-oh. Taylor. George Taylor. George Taylor, are you here? I don't. I don't have EMF. Front door just closed. Oh shit! Oh, oh shit. fuck! Fight! Fight! Fuck it! Oh my god, dude! <laughs> it never gets old. Wow! And if you and if you know Jeff, I mean, he doesn't really get that animated. No, no. Jeff is not a. Yeah, he's not that nuts. I guess like that. That feels like something like a like a like a. A hyperactive Twitch streamer would do, but it was one hundred percent genuine. That's I so love it so funny. much. Yeah. Wow. I need oh, to, I the need hand, to this. The hand like yeah, freaking yeah. out in front. <laughs> oh my god. It's so good. Um so I do want to say, Jeff, thank you for being a trooper and playing this game that clearly scares you quite a bit. It scares me quite a bit too. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh one of the best maybe may be the best gaming moment of my life. I don't think I've laughed harder <laughs> at anything else in a video game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've been playing it f- pretty regularly, at least a couple times a week. So, yes, Brian, definitely, let's get in on this. It's going to be awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. God, I, um, I want to play this game so much. I want to play it right now. I want to stop recording. <laughs> uh, I think I'm probably the least scared, although there's some things that get me. Um, that We just oh, unlocked tough the guy school. over here. We unlocked the school level. And by far, the school level is the scare- most scared I've been. Something because ghost children. It's just... Yeah, it's cavernous. It's big. There's long hallways oh, that yeah. go into darkness. There's like a pitch black gymnasium oh where you're just like standing in the middle of the no. basketball court and you can't see walls see, on any now, side of you. Now I don't know if I want to play. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds because I'm a I'm a I will I will be Jeff all the time. Oh, awesome! That's awesome. We want that. I That's I great. screamed last night. I scream. I don't. I, I have like yelps that I do sometimes. Last night I I screamed like like screamed. Stereotypical. You will see screaming. me squirm. Uh, it will be. <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna be awesome. So I think we should just jump right into the school. The first time you play. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No. We'll, yeah. We'll no, do uh, it. No. Well, we'll ease you into it. The house levels are not that bad. They're smaller and stuff. Uh, okay, that's great. Let's um let's move on to the pitches. Uh, yeah, Brian, you mentioned it's uh it's October. It's close to Halloween. I think Halloween's. When you guys hear this, it'll be just a few days away. Uh, Matt, you have something good? I have a I have a pitch that is is very much influenced by phasmophobia um, because yeah. because I like a lot of stuff it does and it and also phasmophobia does some things that I've always wanted a game to do. Um, and what the main one is, and I guess I guess it's not the first one. I think the first real game that did this was uh, PUBG did the hmm. uh, the the uh, location-based voice where, like, if people are farther away, they're quieter, and, like, if they're closer, that you can... Oh, uh, like a... 
okay, it's kind of like an evolution on proximity chat because proximity chat's yeah. been around for like, like yeah, Halo, proximity I chat. I remember playing Halo Two, and you could yes. hear the opposing team if they were close to you, and you used to talk trash right. to them. It was awesome. And I think wasn't wasn't that just like on or off? I think yeah, yeah, but that was binary. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So this is like they'll they'll like if if Danish is walking down a hallway. Uh, he'll, he'll, his voice will like trail off down the hallway awesome. and like, you can get far enough away from each other where if somebody dies, you have no idea if they're dead or not. You just don't, you just can't yeah. hear them. Um, that's terrible. That's happened to us a couple of times where like they will stop. Cause then when you're far enough away, you click a little thing on your shoulder. That's like your radio. Okay. And, and it sounds awesome. It's like a, you know, yeah. like staticky radio. And then you'll just like, Dan, are you there? Dan, Dan. And yep. like he just won't respond. I, like, oh shit! I think Dan's dead. <laughs> and, but I'll do that. That that exact scenario happened last night. But it's because I was hiding from a ghost, and I they can hear you. So oh, if I'm hiding fuck. from a ghost and I'm responding to Danish, this the ghost is, is going to come for me. So the voice so comes I have to all not through respond. the game. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Don't Definitely don't play do it that. on like Discord or something because you're ruining like a lot of the fun. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You got to talk to the ghost. You got to yep. like it responds to its ghost's name. So if you're trying to draw it out, you'll say like, you know. Susan Thompson, and you're like, are you here? And like, it's actually listening to you. Bloody Mary, and Bloody apparently, Mary, Bloody you, Mary. Like, Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, oh my God. And just, and that's the thing. It's, it's a it's a world of difference because you saying it, like actually like role playing just makes it scarier because you are pretending you're in that world and you're saying those words. And uh, apparently if you swear at it, it gets mad. Yeah, really? I, I read and somewhere that we, there's, we a, tried that, there's yeah. a list of words that will like instantly, maybe not instantly, but they have a, a much higher impact on the ghost's anger towards the group. Um, so so when, we are, when we're not streaming to the public, I will sometimes say some of these words <laughs> that I'm super not comfortable saying in regular conversation. <laughs> but if I want to get the ghost to come out or something. I don't know why, um, but the, the, this conversation, my palms started sweating. <laughs> so, I, I don't know what that says for the future of us playing phasmophobia together but the idea of like talking to the ghost is like really sending me for a loop right now it's it, yeah. you want to hear some shit it, even worse than just talking to the ghost is they have uh we're just on this is just phasmophobia this is, yeah uh, why not this is scary shit this is it, good. so they have a it's called a ghost box and it's a radio and your job is to walk around with this radio that normally is just like you know it's just static and uh you have to be like, who are you? Where are you? You go into rooms. It only works when the lights are all off in a room. So it's like pitch black and you're, you're talking to this ghost box and you know, you're walking around the room and I'll, sometimes I'll be right behind Danish and he's saying, he's saying, where are you? Who are you? And you know, not getting anything. And then all of a sudden he goes like, where are you? And it goes close. And it's like, Oh shit. <laughs> like right here. <laughs> like run, run. We got the ghost box. Run. <laughs> so, so yeah, like it, it will actually talk back to you. Uh, That's if crazy. you're asking the right questions. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, uh, yeah. Proximity chat is what this is all about. Um, and I was trying to kind of recontextualize basically what phasmophobia is. Phasmophobia is. Uh, and the rapper that I have is the movie, maybe the sequels of Saw, where. Um, oh. Yeah. So a co-op. There's already been escape room games. This is perfect. Exactly. It's like an escape house. Um, okay. Yeah. And it's co-op again. So you go in with a group of friends. I, I was thinking it might be fun if it's like you get a group of like maybe only just duos and it like mm-hmm. puts you with a couple other duos because the movies did have that dynamic where some people would be, you know, with each other. Other people would be dirtbags and you kind of hope they die. Like maybe we trying to foster <laughs> that sort of situation. Well, um, if you set up like um, if you set up like kind of timed objectives and you, you force people to split up. And you say, okay, okay, yes. well, you know, 
me and Shaggy, yeah. no, we gotta go over here. What... You and Velma, you go over there. Right. It's kind of what Phasmophobia does too, because after five minutes, you start going insane, and so you kind of does tra- not as much both in real life cast, and but... in the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, I'll I'll just kind of say what I've written down. Um. Mm-hmm. If uh, if a player gets captured, which can happen in this, like in Phasmophobia, if you get captured, you're dead and it's over. And I'm imagining okay. that is when like the the saw scenario starts, where you get oh. knocked out, your camera fades to black, and then you wake up in a random room in this house, and you are now strapped to some device, and you have to do some like horrible like body mutilation thing in order to get yourself out. <laughs> and so the- it's like a you're you're edging toward like a mix of like um like a solo version of Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Yeah. Yeah. Mixed with like a um oh shit, I had another another thing in there. The room. Um yes. No, I think I was going with like a um, like a dead by daylight or something where there's just like other mm-hmm. weird mixed mechanics in there. That's something we can talk about like I I uh, we'll get to that later like if if think about if there's some sort of like AI physical thing walking around or we'll, fi- we'll figure that out in a second um but what i was getting at with the with the thing is like let's say part of like your hands are strapped down or one of your hands is strapped down and you can't get out but you have a cleaver so you can cut your hand off like obviously for the player that's going to feel kind of weird in vr but you know you're not actually cutting your hand off so i don't like the impact isn't really like oh no i'm cutting my hand off the impact then comes from there's going you don't to have be a hand. more puzzles down the line just to yeah. get out, and now you don't have a right hand. And oh, the more shit. that you're like mutilating your body to get out of these things, the less effective you're going to be getting through the house and like doing these. So, so like one of your friends is going to be just like shredded because they keep getting captured <laughs> or whatever, and they can't do anything. Um, oh, the other ga- no, the other game I was thinking of was like a murder mystery trivia party on Jackbox games. So if you played the Jackbox games, yeah. they have the murder mystery trivia party, and when you get. I think I played that. When you and another contestant gets a question wrong, you go into like a mini game together. So that's right. Yeah. There's also this like, you know, kind of like cheeky fourth wall narrator. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like all the Jackbox games, there's just like some sarcastic guy screaming at you most of the time. Yeah. 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 So that mixes like the keep talking and nobody explodes like mini game situation of like, I have to solve this and then I can get back to the group. But if I don't, maybe I just die. So that's a good point. Is there a scenario where you and another player get captured and they have they have like these rooms where they pit you against each other? And it's like, maybe there's a way to get yourself out by mutilating yourself, but then there's also a way to kill the other person. Competitive and co-op. Get, yes, and you get then you get out and you're free uh, without having to mutilate yourself. And there might be situations where the other person's like, no, man, like I don't even have arms. Just kill me. It's fine. Um, and you, also, like, you could also it, fuck with them. And pit them against each other, but maybe yeah. they neither of them really has to die. So now you have this social oh. construct of like you're you're. So I don't know if maybe this is spoilers, but uh, if you've played Until Dawn, there's a decision point mm-hmm. in Until Dawn where uh, I think it's like there's like a, a meat grinder on a track, and yeah, you're like choosing between who you want, but actually nobody's <laughs> gonna die regardless. And oh, but you still shit. but you still have to make the choice. So then whatever character you choose, they get pissed off at you. But now it's just your they, friend. They now they're pissed with off the fact. at you. Yeah. Because <laughs> you sent stuff. them to die. It also reminds me of the, the prisoner's dilemma where it's like if you um, like if you read out your other person, then you get off and they go to jail. 
But if you both stick to your story, then you both go free. And it's like, do you trust the guy to right. stick to his story? And like that. But if you, know, you both sort of if you both point at the other person, then you're both screwed. Then you double. both go. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's also some fun stuff going on there where I uh, like whatever room you get put in when you get knocked out is a physical room in the house. So, mm. or I'm, I'm imagining it's got to be like a mansion, right? It's got to be like yeah. huge. Um, like Resident Evil style. Yeah, and like if other players can pinpoint where you are, they can run in and help you out. Right. And like, mm. then you're good. Like, oh, good. Like, you know, we can help you out of the restraints or whatever. Um, but imagine it's like me and Danish strapped to these things and somebody finally finds the room just in time to watch me like shoot Danish in the head <laughs> to get myself out. Like, I think there's a lot of like fun emergent things that would happen from that. It's like, it's like, why'd you kill Danish? He was fine. You were missing like both your or, legs. What are we, what are we going to do with you? And, or I should say there's a security room where we can watch you on the cameras. Maybe we can't get to the room <laughs> that you're in, but we can see the situation unfolding on the cameras. And then you try yeah, to lie yeah. to us and be like, well, like, you know, Danish tried, but you know, he just got killed by the weird killer clown dude. And really oh what God. we saw on the cameras was that you fucking cold-blooded murdered Danish. Yeah, we saw what happened. <laughs> Check this out. And also those things could not even be accurate. Like you could, they could just lie. Like it could be some sort of, you know, set up or whatever check check this out though uh i i absolutely love this security room because because you could see you could see a camera and we were doing this last night where we we were trying mm-hmm. to select the right camera because there's actually a similar scenario in phasmophobia where you can try to see different areas through like and you can only select one camera at a time so you're trying to like cycle through them and find the right camera um, i also feel like ma- we're just making among us vr horror saw Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Where yeah, they're, why not? Of, like, like that's the next suggestion is like, maybe someone's an imposter. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. No, but like, okay, so so I'm trapped in a room, right? There should be, this is important, like a, like a, like a AI uh, text to voice program that's giving me instructions on how to get out of it. Um, mm-hmm. so As the it, engineer you, in the room, this is expensive, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Best does it. Um but also the people in the uh, security uh, room, they can also talk to me, but I think it should trans- translate what they say into voice to text to the people that are in the trap room because then they don't know, is that the game telling me to do this stuff or is that oh. my friends telling me to do this stuff? <laughs> and one of them might be lying, right? Well, now I like the idea of a super janky version that also just gets kind of fucked up from time to time and it just comes out as garbage <laughs> text and you're like... <laughs> pick up the banana what (laughs) uh so yeah i I, I was i was also going you you beat me to it i was going to float the idea of some kind of secret identity mechanics because that was another one of the saw movies one of the victims was actually working for jigsaw the whole time Mm -hmm. uh is there is there anything there that we can do something with absolutely i think right down the lane of like especially for how much I kept bringing up like the social mechanic of it all of like, well, maybe someone wasn't really telling as much of the truth as they said they were. Um, and much like you can sabotage things in among us. Um, maybe you can, you know, if you are the imposter type or the, the killer, um, in the scenario, maybe you can trigger certain people into certain rooms or lay traps for other people to get caught up in. Um, awesome. Right. So it's, now it really is kind of the mix of like I'm playing the killer in an asymmetric horror game like Friday the 13th or Dead by Daylight, but you're posing like you would be in Among Us, but sure. it's also Saw and it's in VR. 
Yeah, and I think yes. like maybe the goal is still to get yourself out, right? Because you are still in the situation and there are yes. probably puzzles in the house that require other people to help you. So you don't want to just try to get everybody killed right away. You want to like kill them at the right time. So that oh, okay. You, you as the, the, as the imposter are trying to get out. As yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like you're still in this house full of traps, oh. right? You just, maybe you have some sort of map that says where the traps are or what they are or something like that so that you can try to steer players into those traps. Um, but ultimately there's a door somewhere that requires two people to pull on chains or something. You still need like that little bit of cooper- cooperativeness to get through it. Like there could even I be the, an interesting situation the, at the end where it's like, it's me and Danish left alive. Clearly I'm the killer because Danish didn't kill everybody <laughs> and everybody else is dead. And now Danish is but just we, running for his life. Yeah. But we still have <laughs> to help each other at some point uh, to get through okay. like the final door. Like how does that work itself yeah. out? That's awesome. I was going to say that, uh, it doesn't really matter, but the the rapper of it, like I feel like everyone, the, the the guy who's helping is not like the killer or like even a helper. It's just like they're held ransom or like you know whatever. They have they have their own objectives that are different. So like everybody is like, okay, you you need to escape or your family dies or whatever. And it's like sure. you need to kill someone. You need to kill this person or like. This person here, they are the serial killer. You have to kill it. And so everyone has different goals Ooh. that are layered on top of the you must escape. So there's no explicit really killer in the group. Yeah. There's just everybody has an objective that might include killing somebody else or potentially yeah. make sure this person gets out alive. Yeah. In order for your family. Yeah, like, secure this person. Yeah. But what is um, the, e- like... Even if you uh, die. What is the, like... um multi-layered version of success there like what are the goals in that because if i get out alive but i didn't secure my objective like what's the negative side of that or vice versa if i secured my objective but i did not get out alive whoever has kidnapped you and your whatever like they'll they'll die like it's it's you'll still lose like or maybe you'll just be killed but there's got to be some sort like phasmophobia handles it with like money and you can buy more like there's multiple objectives yeah you can buy more stuff to get through the next haunting or whatever uh based on how much money you missed and even even if you died you get a little bit of money called insurance like 25 bucks to (laughs) maybe help you out in the next one um so yeah there should be like okay you got out alive here's a flat amount of money that you get for that yeah you completed your objective that is worth more money than getting out alive because that way my objective could be like sacrifice myself for somebody else right like there's a pit of spikes they need to walk over and i could just like drop my body on the spikes they can walk across nice it. uh you know like stuff like that like that's <laughs> to really just like i don't know like all these weird little yeah, yeah. ways to mix it up but like money how does money work in this scenario though because it's like what am i gonna buy like armor for the next time like why am i, I mean the easy answer that? is cosmetics right like that's the easy <laughs> that's answer true. that's true no, no, or no. I mean, it could be a little bit of not not super like game breaking, but it could be some protection. You can get RPG like, mechanics. And you can somewhere. buy, yeah, XP. Like, you can buy gloves, or you can buy gloves that I'm let you do a little bit more. Thing, or I'm my character is my character has a run speed buff, or I don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I, yeah, we can. I, we don't need to. I guess we don't need to define what those would be. But I, yeah, I think yeah, mechanics, RPG mechanics with XP, and then and cosmetics would be. I think that's fine. I mean, a lot of games do it. It feels maybe a little like the easy way out, but I don't know how else you would do it in this game. Mm-hmm. So put your biz dev hat on. Okay. Are we going mm-hmm. full M for mature? We're getting real bloody oh, and gory. Of course. Yeah, you have yeah, to. Yeah, you got to okay. cut your own well, arms off and stuff. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, you have to. I, mean, I was going to say, though, like, 
what is phasmophobia rated? There's like nothing in that game. Yeah, but the know. ghosts it's are pretty scary as fuck when you get close to. I them. guess that's true, but like maybe like a T for teen level There's of no ghost. Way. Hold in on, that I gotta game. look this up. What is phasmophobia? <laughs> uh, I don't think it's M-rated gruesome, but I don't know. Maybe I think right. it's pretty rough. I, I, there's got to be a level of like this is just so scary. Yes, I mean that's the thing. Maybe, it's probably, yeah, just that's like what it, what it is. atmosphere, M for mature. <laughs> like I guess it's the thing is it is early access, so they even get ratings. Oh, they probably don't, don't have to be. It could oh, be you're right. Pending. You're right. Yeah, I don't know if it has a rating. It doesn't look like that it. reminds me of. It's not on console, uh, right? So it doesn't have to be like usually for right, first-party right. console forces ratings. Yeah. That reminds me of a story about the movie Constantine, where it's rated R, and they were really trying R? to. Yes, that's the thing. So they were really trying to make it PG thirteen. They just wanted to, and the ratings board said it's kind of just really grim. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like so, they gave him an R for tone, which is crazy. Yeah, that's so weird. That movie's not. Yeah. That. Bad. Yeah, no, I don't think it's bad at all. And also, um, and then the director was like. Uh, really disappointed it's like man if i knew it was r we would have done all this awesome grizzly yeah. shit but we were really trying to be 13 and then they just thought the whole movie was too like gro- you know grim and i don't know not, it was not really scary it's not scary I think it's at just all the, it's not no, even it's that the grim that's so weird i don't think so either it's weird yeah that was one of the worst uh, mpaa calls the matrix but, um, was r as well which is i guess in retro like at the time maybe that was an r movie but oh yeah in retrospect not, not at all yeah it's crazy um, well, is there anything else you want to add to this? This is pretty good. Uh, no, I, I want to play so. it. I just, yeah, I want to play this yeah, game. Someone should make it. Someone should make this. Also, we should just play Phasmophobia cause that's like 60% to the, <laughs> to where this game is. Yeah. Um, have you guys seen that they recreated among us in VR chat? I no. saw the video. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if it's pl- actually playable or not, or if it's just like the end of the video the says it's do. free for, it says free for everyone. But I don't know if that's like, because I don't know how VR chat works where like, do I have to like know this person know and like get an invite? And I don't know how any of that stuff. I have works. no idea. I don't know. VR um, chat's got weird anime girls running around with little I know, racist I'm not hedgehogs really and stuff. It. I don't know what's going <laughs> on with that game. Yikes. Um, well, uh, Brian, do you want to, uh, so do you have a, a horror pitch? I, you mentioned something before about a fighting game. You, we could do whatever. Uh, this is a, this one's been in the can for a while now. Uh, so I'm bringing it out of the archive a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> earlier this year I was playing a lot of Valorant. Okay. And with the target demographic here being that we worked, uh, on, or I used to work and you guys still work, uh, at NetherRealm and worked on fighting games for a long time. I was thinking about the idea of layering on top a like Counter-Strike slash Valorant style uh, like purchasing system in between rounds of a fighting game. So now, oh, the That's caveat cool. here is that the fighting game has to be simplified, okay? It can't be of like MK complexity or Street Fighter complexity. Definitely think it has to get more toward like a Smash Brothers type of uh, fight style complexity. Or Nidhogg. Or, yeah, maybe. There's Nidhogg, there's, like, Dive Kick. Yeah. yeah. Um, definitely a little bit more than Dive Kick, because I'm, what yeah, I'm dive thinking kick is... Yeah, Dive Kick is two buttons. <laughs> so, uh, in Valorant, you are given a set of money, and you start with a pistol. You're always given a pistol, so you always have that, right? So, we, we need to kind of create, like, a base set of mechanics that you always have, right? My mm. thinking is, is that you would get... Um, you would always get your block bar, 
but the block bar is a mm -hmm. resource. So the resource can be depleted. And once it's out for the round, it's out for the round until the next round where you're given oh, another block bar. you can't bar. even block. Okay. Oh, that's fucking cool. Like and that. then you're also given maybe one or two strings or combos. That is your base level set of functionality, right? And then on top of that, you could purchase more things, meaning you could purchase special moves. You could purchase a super move. You could purchase um, an extra block bar. Um, so there's we're, we're kind of adding this extra layer of strategy um, to an already really complex game of rock, paper, scissors, essentially. Yeah. And the thing is, is like with Valorant, right? Valorant's first to 13, okay? Which is like mm -hmm. egregiously long in my opinion, but that's a topic for another time. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. So the fighting game would have to be like a first to seven, first to nine or something mm -hmm. like that. So you have this money resource and, and I, the, the, maybe this is where you guys can help fill in some of the gaps is because the, the way you gain money cannot only be from winning the round. Like there has right. to be mm. some... Because whoever wins just runs away with it then. Right, exactly. There has to be some comeback mechanic. There has to be... And, and Valorant does have like, okay, you lost four rounds in a row. Here's an extra 500 bucks. Um, mm. It starts to rubber band you with the currency to keep the economy in check. But you do have to... The whole part of this is like you have to manage your economy across many rounds. So it's like, yeah. okay, I don't have that much money this round. Maybe I can get away with just my block bar, blocking really well, playing really defensively, and picking my spots, picking my openings. And then hopefully I can squeeze out a win, and then I'll be set for the next three rounds, right? I'll have enough money, I'll have enough currency mm. to buy my abilities and things like that for the next few rounds. It's interesting right. because one of the things I think, so the, the way I'm looking at this, like I am a person who is horrible at fighting games despite working on them for the last almost like what nine, nine years. This is like almost tutorial level for me of like, yeah, like starting off with just a few simple moves and then based on what the other character is doing, like maybe they've bought uh, some sort of air attack and the purchasing system can at least be smart enough to be like, here's an anti-air. And then now I just have three moves and an anti-air. So rather than needing to be like, okay, here's my main combo. Here's my fast combo. Here's my low comp, blah, blah. All I know is like, I can block, I can kick, I can punch. And yes. now I have my anti-air and like yes. just using those and layering those get layered on round around. So eventually I will sort of learn all of these different moves, but in and a I much think more it gradual has way. to get simplified down like that because yeah. it would just get, you know, I mean, you have your characters still, so that's definitely an added layer of the strategy, right? It's like, oh, my character plays this kind of style or, or is better at this kind of thing or has this particular ability. Um, but much like you're saying, it's, which is a great point, is like, but what is my opponent purchasing this round? What yes. are they, mm -hmm. based on their money, what are they going to buy and how do I need to counter that? Yes. Is it... Is, I wonder if you can min-max just base stats too. Like, I'm not going to buy any special moves, but I'm just going to get a little bit faster every single time or something like that. Sure. Okay, Do yeah. Do you think that would break it too much? Do you think no, you're adding... Think so. Are these permanent stats for the rest of the, like, series of rounds? Or is it, like, just that round, I'm 10% faster? Oh, that's interesting. That's a good I was going to say... I was going to say you can keep building it. Like, so the, the model I always think of is an old game, uh, Gradius, where you have, yeah. you shoot every, every, t every 10th enemy gives you a little power up. Okay. And at the bottom of the screen, here's your 
your tech tree, which is not a tree, it's like a straight line. But uh, the first one is speed. So if you kill enemies and you just keep cashing in on speed over and over and over again, you'll get fucking Yeah, you get so fast that you fuck yourself, though. Where, like, you push the button and you go halfway across the screen into a bullet. (laughs) I do kind of like the idea of playing the long game. Of, like, I'm going to lose a lot early, but it's first to nine. So if I can make it to round 15, 14, if I can win just enough to just really, like, stretch this game out, uh, the latter rounds, I'm going to be kicking ass. I'm going to be flying all over the place. And, yeah, Yeah. I do kind of like that idea. And same thing with, again, like, in Gradius, like, I cannot uh, cash in every speed and build up all the way to the thing that called an option, which is like a drone that goes behind you and shoots with you. Like that's by far the best thing in that game. And so I just some a lot of times I'll just save up everything, pass everything else, and get like three or four of those. And so it's that there's some I don't know what the equivalent is. Maybe super moves, but um, I don't you know. You could there's have options. Where, like, you could just have a orb that yeah. you know is continually firing like slowly, right? Because it's a fighting right, game. Right, but, like, right. But yeah, to to Brian's point, I think the trickiest part here is figuring out how this uh, economy works. Like, how do I get money or, or XP or whatever? Do I do? Yeah. Does, he, does each player just get a skill point to put into something the next round, um, or is there something they have to fulfill during that round? Because like again, like I'm worried that the better player is just going to always do the mm-hmm. thing that they have to do and win, and then it's it's over. Like you can't do anything. Like, you could layer on an objective system. And I don't know how well this works, but you could layer on an objective system that is just like block five times or or complete three light attacks. And it's like maybe your opponent doesn't know what your objective is. Or maybe it's yeah. a it's a global objective and everyone knows what it is. And maybe they don't want to let you play that kind of style. And oh, they're yeah, you know forcing you out of that objective. Um, but because in Valorant, there are ways to get money that are not just getting kills. You get you get money for kills. Mm-hmm. You get money for planting the bomb. Um, you get money for defusing the bomb. You get money for winning the round. So it's like there's several sets of layers because you can get... Everyone can die in the game, meaning everyone got money for a set of kills, but you can still lose the round. So there's ways to mm-hmm. get money that aren't just winning the round. So maybe there's a, um, a health bar proportion to the amount of money that you're going to get. So how however much damage you do to your opponent is how much money you're going to gain for the following round. And there's a bonus for actually killing the opponent in that round. Sure, but that still doesn't help the positive reinforcement of the best player constantly running yeah, away. Yeah, dog, if it. you suck, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get good. Um, get good. Uh, there's one th- mechanic that some games have done where... It's essentially like a taunt, but not really. It's like a charge-up move. And, and typically in, in, in past fighting games, it's like for your super meter. So it's like, okay, I throw out this thing, I use a super meter, and then I just, the guy's like on the ground getting up. So I have like half a second to just charge up a little bit and get some okay. of my meter back. So maybe there's some sort of like charging mechanic where you, you meditate and you get some more, you know, whatever, yeah. like focus or, you know. Whatever the resource And that could is. be a way to get some money. Yeah, or like maybe you get knocked down and if you... Stay on the ground, like, again, another fighting game mechanic to uh, throw off the other guy's timing. What if you stay down and rest? You can, like, maybe charge up some of that stuff, and that's that could be some money generating. Yeah, I was thinking I was... stuff like, like if you're, if, if you're hitting, like, I'm trying to think of stuff that new players do a lot. And in my case, it's punch the dude who's blocking a lot and don't do anything to him. Uh, jump too much. 
that's really those are the two things I do. Um, <laughs> so like if I am running up to somebody, I'm just like punch, 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 and they're just blocking and they're doing it well. I sh- maybe I should still get money just for like landing hits, whether they're blocked yeah, or not. I think so. Well, um, you are doing something in this I'm- case because if the block bar is a resource meter, you will be depleting their block. So it's like right. in yeah. this particular game that we're making, whatever this is, uh, <laughs> you could not just block indefinitely because your time right. will mm-hmm. essentially come where you it don't does have any put block a natural, meter. Put like a natural cap on how much money or currency you can make yeah. in a fight too, which is probably a good thing because you don't want somebody making like a million bucks. Definitely. Like There's definitely a ceiling. Um, and, and like we said, like if you lost three rounds in a row, four rounds in a row, we give you like a little bump to get back in the game. Um, a lot of games do that. You know, too. That's not unheard if of. if you say it's like a Smash Brothers style game where it's there's actually some bigger maps and there's like maybe even some platforming like Smash Brothers. There could be little oh, like, like treasure uh, towers chests or shit yeah treasure around. chests where you have to go and just like, like beat on it for like a long time type of style yeah. stuff. I wasn't yeah. necessarily yeah. Well, saying it was of Smash Brothers style. I think I was saying it was like of Smash Brothers fight style complexity, but it c- totally could be. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is like if we did do it like Smash Brothers level design, uh, that the money objective could be over here in this corner, and you just got to stop that person from going over there. Yeah, and maybe based on your character, you have a character who just has some better movement abilities, better platforming abilities, and things like that. So you choose that style of character, and you're just running around playing evade the whole time, picking up money, getting your cash, and then maybe you just want to (laughs) buy a super move and go to town. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good yeah. strategy of like pulling these objectives away from the fight itself, right? right. Because the fight is how you and win. Then, these are how you yeah. upgrade your character. Get money. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And then if I see you zooming around, um, my between round purchase would be the anti sprint turret, where it like shoots you every time you like you know dash or whatever. I'm mad at that, that but yeah, mechanics. that works. <laughs> like glue gun. It's a glue I'm gun. mad that you're playing that way, yeah. but okay. <laughs> but, well, I'm mad that you're playing that way that you can't stop and fight me like a like a man. Well, I also <laughs> want away, get your treasure chest. I also want the uh, you were talking before about how you could like uh, maybe there's like a taunt, and I also want some really like mm-hmm. if we're gonna go whole hog cheeky on this, we could get like oh, Fortnite style dances where I could just floss on you, yeah, and get some money for it. Yeah, flossing yeah, the of course, <laughs> very up to date rap. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new tea bag, haven't you heard? Um, yeah, that's good. That's real good. You know what's funny? I was thinking, like, not to all the levels of um, design that we are talking about, but at a very basic level, you can kind of just make house rules with any fighting game and kind of do this. Like, imagine we're playing Street Fighter, okay? Like Street Fighter Two. Let's just simplify all the way back down to Street Fighter Two. Um, we are playing best of seven, and it's like Ryu versus Blanco, whatever. And we write down on a piece of paper, like, all of our special moves. And, like, every round, we get to pick one. And then, like, you know, honor system, like, you can only then use that move, you know? I feel like it's a it's kind of a set of rules that it's still kind of, like, it might be just fun to play that way with, in an in a established... You just game. have to just know like, the game super well at that point. Like, you have to yeah. be playing a game that you know, like, the back no, of your for hand. Sure. No, absolutely. And that's why I said Street Fighter 2, it's like, everyone knows... Every character has, like, three special moves. Yeah. It's, like, not very complicated. There's no real combo system. I mean, like, you know, dial a sure. combo or anything. Um, that would be fun. Like, yeah, the first the first game, <laughs> we're just, like, nonstop Jabbing. jump kicks and sweeps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And then the next round, I win. It's like, fuck yeah, God. I get the, you know, dragon punch. Jumps and sweeps. I kind of want to try this. Jumps and sweeps. I kind of want to try this. This is actually, I, I want to interject a, a little anecdote here. Uh, NetherRealm's yeah. one of, uh, principal designer now, I believe, Paulo Garcia, Lord Paulo, if you will. Yeah. Uh, we were often mm-hmm. playing UMK3 in the office arcade a lot. Me, Derek Kurtzich, mm-hmm. John Anderson, uh, Matt Burke, formerly, and, and, you know, a bunch of people, right? We would always play UMK3 in the arcade. And Paulo just kind of, you know, kind of waltzes in one time. He's kind of standing back. You know, he's kind of observing and stuff. And he's like, you know, Paulo's a very quiet, poised dude. And mm-hmm. uh, I think someone was like, you know, Derek probably. He was like, Paulo, you want to play or whatever? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Derek was like, all right, well, Cash, you're up. And I was like, uh, okay. And, you know, I'm like, <laughs> well, you know, I've gotten pretty good at UMK3, right? Like, I could probably hold my own. Never in my life have I been more embarrassed. It, like <laughs> I lose UMK3 constantly, but Paulo, what made me think of it was Paulo, I believe, um, was playing Sonia in UMK3 and mm-hmm. just doing sweeps. And she has this like weird, like bicycle kick thing that like goes up and it makes this mm-hmm. terrible noise. Um, he was just laughing like maniacally, just <laughs> sweeping me, sweeping me and then doing that fucking special move. I was like, I was, I was getting like so upset but i've never seen paulo so like giddy like that in my life it was it was incredible <laughs> that's really funny that's amazing um i i did i definitely want it well one someone should make someone this. should make this, this is great i, I want I, this should be i honestly want to try this house rule idea. this i i do think like this should be part of a fighting game right like i i feel like this should be a, like a mode in the next whatever fighting game where it could be very because easily. it works so yeah. well as a tutorial and it works so well as like a party yeah. mode that i mean someone I should sh- make that like there are people Some, someone should make it we, have, we have no that. idea who i don't know i don't know a single one no i don't know who you're talking about <laughs> so yeah um well that was awesome i yeah, think that awesome. uh uh my idea wasn't that great and we're running along anyway so i think we can end it there <laughs> I, I love getting off scot-free <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you guys have any recommendations for this week? Uh, I have a reco. I just forgot where I wrote it. Where did I write it? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, everybody knows uh, Babish from YouTube, right? Danish YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Brian, you I was know I was watching BuzzFeed. Or, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, oh, who's the... The the woman that is with the, with the from the Bon Appetit with the that's that's my reco. It's that's she joined Babish, uh, yes. Sola Claire Sola. Sola. That's who it is. Yes, thank you. Oh, Sola, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she joined the. It's now called the Babish Culinary Universe. And like, here's the thing: Babish don't need no help. But I think yeah. um, I'm not doing this to help him. I'm doing this to to get like let people know that if you want some of the most wholesome YouTube entertainment money can buy for free. Uh, Sola is on Babish's channel now, and it's really fun. That's they have awesome. a whole thing where uh, it's called Stump Sola, and she has to mm-hmm. they they sort of like decide like some kind of meal she has to make, and then they they have this cheesy like wheel that they spin, and it's like oh, but now you have to make it like it's from like you know three hundred years ago or something using that kind. I of watched technology. the it's mac called- and cheese one last night. <laughs> oh, it's so good! It's so yeah. fun, and she's like I don't she know. She had to make like, really it over charming. like an open fire, like eighteenth century <laughs> mac and cheese. She was charged yeah. making, so she had to like make the pasta herself but she was making also like cooking it <clears throat> excuse me over like an open flame like on a fire yeah. pit and she had to like mm. build the fire pit and everything <laughs> it was like ridiculous it's so fun it, like just seeing her, like seeing somebody like her who's like really wholesome and nice like way out of her element do this show. i don't it's it's really great highly highly recommended i'm not a cooking show person 
but the editing is also very good. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, I think that's how Babish started. He started in sort of video production and graphics. Well, and stuff, I don't think so. he, I think he got one of the, uh, um, one of the editors from, oh, what's it, where, where's Sola from? Uh, bon Appetit. Bon Appetit. I think Babish got oh, one of the editors from Bon Appetit. And they're nice. editing now because Bon Appetit just shat the bed. Yeah, imploded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So Babish just scooped everybody up. And now I get, he's awesome. got like this five story apartment building that he owns now in like Brooklyn or something. Like, like you don't own one of those? Um, it's crazy. I mean, <laughs> not, not in Brooklyn. I'm not there yet. Uh, it, it's, it's crazy. He's, it's absolutely insane. But I guess good for him. Yeah. He's doing. No, good, good for him. Stuff. He's deserved it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, mine is, uh, totally unrelated to that is, uh, Mario Kart live home circuit. Oh, how it's is real it? Fun. It's real fun. Um, here's the thing about that game. Um, it's the kind of game that you are going to enjoy a lot and then probably put away in your closet for a while and maybe bust it out like a year later when like people Some come over party event. Yeah. and I, and I think that that's worth it. I think it's it's fun enough where that is worth it. Like you don't need it to be a game that you stick with. It comes with um, an RC car. Yes. Okay. And so here's the cool thing: there, there's a free mode where you just drive around your room, your house, and just look through the camera and just like drive around. Like you don't have to play oh, the, the course. Just, oh, you mean it's you like, mean you can just have fun in video games? Yeah, there's not yes. like player progression. <laughs> Yeah, crazy. Um, so even that, like, honestly, like you, if there, if it wasn't Mario Kart, and if it was like, whatever, fifty bucks, sixty bucks for a car that just had a video in it to streams to your phone and you could drive it around, which I'm sure exists, I think that I doubt for fifty and, bucks though. I bet that's a good ass deal for something like that. Well, that's what I'm saying is that I'm saying fifty bucks because like there's no game. The, oh. Mario Kart Live is is a hundred dollars still. It's a hundred dollars, and and you're getting. The car, the camera, the course things, and and the game itself. So, anyway, um, I would say that it's real fun. The if you enjoy making, if you if you think you'll enjoy making courses, I recommend you gotta have it. space if too. If you want to, if you if you want to play the game, it's like not it's like an okay game game. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, because like even the circuit, like you you play like a flower cup or star cup, exact, exactly like you would Mario Kart, except. Every race, you're just playing the same race again because they don't expect you to change it. Yeah. You can if you want to, um, but they do clever things where they theme it certain ways. Like the jungle level, you'll get like jungle themed AR things around you, obstacles. The ice level will be snowing in your Switch camera feed. You know, so they try. They do cool. Things I was uh, I was watching the IGN review on it and some of the some of the problems they had with. It. I know this is a reco. It's supposed to be really positive. I, I just thought they were funny. Um, mm-hmm. Like. The, the, the main problem I guess they have with it is like just the idea of setting this thing up every time you want to play is kind of a barrier to entry. Yeah. But the thing that I thought was, was more funny is like if let's say you set up this course and you, you, you place things to, you know, give yourself like little things to drive around, little obstacles yeah. and stuff. If you get the bullet bill uh, power up, it doesn't yeah. know where that shit is. It'll just like drive you straight into like a table leg or something. <laughs> well, so I, I, I saw that same video and I knew exactly what they meant. Uh, the bullet bill actually has worked for me. It it hasn't done that, but oh. I can totally see like if you haven't, so if it's just a little bit off, I can see it running this stuff. Yeah. But it does follow uh, the curve of the path. Yeah, it, but it I me. guess it's like it's. I guess it's more for like because sometimes I will drive. Uh, what am I saying? I haven't done this, but like in my head, <laughs> in, the, I in regular drive life, like or... around uh, intentional things 
to to like put things in my path like in the yeah, middle yeah, of the yeah, road, yeah. right? When you build a course, you put the tracks, you put everything down on the on the floor. Then you actually drive, and it's kind of a clever visual indicator where like Lakitu will come and paint your tires like purple. And then now you drive and you are driving the, the optimum path of the course. Okay. And so that's the line oh. that Bill uses. Oh, so you're training a, like a specific perfect line. Yeah. Okay, interesting. And then what and then what it does is it, it like expands it outward to create the path. Like the left and right side of it. So um so yeah, so that bullet bill works. I, I definitely see like things shift around and the AR gets a little bit off and it doesn't know and then it'll run into something like slightly like that. I totally yeah. believe that would happen. But who cares? It's like, it just seems like, I was making the joke, like, it just seems like fun. Like, it's not yeah. tied into no, any, no, exactly. like, BS progression or XP systems or, you know, like, just have fucking fun with a video game for once. Come on. So here, here's one of the most fun, like, along those lines, here's one of the most fun things that happens. And it happens a lot, actually. The way we do it, we, we, me and my kids do it, is we just set up, like, stuffed animals and, like, Lego blocks and just, you know, different things, right, to, to course it. <laughs> And um, what will happen is my kids will, like, run into, like, their, you know, stuffed rabbit. And then the rabbit will topple over, just completely cutting off the <laughs> course. Because, like, that doesn't happen in real video yeah. games where, like, it destructively... <laughs> yeah, there's no you know, game designer who's like, so, what if you run into this thing and then you can't play the game anymore? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, but that's fun because then now like, now there's this giant rabbit on the course. And you got to, like wiggle around it and barely and it's 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 obviously the ai just goes right yeah, through yeah. it but it's 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 fun it's bullshit it's really they're fun. cheating um yes yeah, yeah, um that's cool though i'm glad it really comes down that you're enjoying yeah. it because i do have some friends uh that worked on it out in uh valen studio valen i believe it is valen studios yeah. in troy new york close to my hometown wow. where i oh, grew no up shit. yeah so wow Holy cow. Yeah, it's man, it's it's just so slick. It's so cool. I love weirdo things. Yeah, like it isn't a but really bizarre, guess, interesting thing. Yeah, and actually, one of uh, my uh, kids' cousins got it too. So at some point, we'll try to going. get some multiplayer yeah. going. Nice. You know? um, anyway, that was a long ass reco review, but uh, that was my reco this week. Uh, Brian, what do you got? Um, I've been playing an absolute metric shit ton of Rocket League this year, and it is now free to play, and they just brought yeah. back the Ghostbusters content for Halloween. So maybe oh, you want to nice. go drive around as the Ecto-1. Maybe you want the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man goal explosion. I love Rocket League. Incredibly oh, simple, so but very deep yeah. game. Um, and as someone who's a big competitive gamer, I've just been like, really going full forehead into that game this year and like learning how to like air dribble and like do all kinds of crazy <laughs> wacky stuff. Uh, Rocket League's awesome. I usually just throw my own music on and just kind of kick back and, and play some games. I, I love it. That's great. I wish what I was you, good uh, It's cross game. play, right? What'd you say? Is it cross play? Among yeah, different, full uh, cross play now. PC? Um, yeah, awesome. you can play it on anything, anywhere. It's free to play everywhere now. So yeah. I got into it huge that summer where it came out on um, yeah. PlayStation. And uh, I remember I bought the Back to the Future car, which is amazing and yeah. it's so cool. Uh, I just love the way they're doing licenses. Like the boost leaves the fire trails, like obviously, you know, and I think there was, um, there's, a bit, there's been a bunch, obviously. And uh, I think it's worth it. Like the fact that it's free and I got it for free back on PlayStation now, it's free to put for everyone. It really does incentivize me to buy that. So shit. I don't know because it's just it's. Cool. I don't know if this is still going on, but it's worth mentioning. Uh, they they had a thing going on where if you 
quote unquote buy it, even though it's free, they would give you a free ten dollar gift card to the Epic yeah. Store. Yeah. You obviously have to, you have to buy it on the Epic Store. I don't know if that's still going on, but I mean, even if you don't want to play the game, you might as well go get a free ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just add it to your library and you get ten bucks. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, very cool. Well, that will do it for this week's episode of Someone Should Make This. Thanks for listening. You could always tweet us at, at Make This Podcast, and it would help us out if you gave us a rating on iTunes. Also, we have a Twitch channel, a YouTube channel, a Reddit channel. All those things are called Someone Should Make This. Uh, but if you have any comments, a game idea of your own, or think one of our ideas already exists, you can email us at someone should make this podcast at gmail.com. And I guess I'll do Jeff's part because he's not here. Sorry, yeah. Jeff. We miss you. Uh, thank you to Mariachi Entertainment System for letting us use their music for our theme song. You can hear more of their music at. Uh, okay, here's the thing. It, <laughs> Maria Chimes. Yeah. I know, I, I read it as Maria Chimes, but it's uh, mariachimes.com. Mm. Until next week, we've done the hard part. Now someone, someone should, should make, make it. it. Oh, so someone should make it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. How'd your move go? What did you yeah, did you drive? You said, it was, you said it was something. Yeah, let's, so let's hear about what it was. Um, I'm, so I'm yeah, lean um, back. They did like a full relocation package, which I was very grateful for. Oh, um, gosh, so, the dream. Yeah, so like packers came. I didn't have to pack anything. Although, oh man, all right. You, you I would never. I would never use packers. I just feel so weird to me. But go on. Uh, it was weird for sure. Um, <laughs> so, all right, so. I'm going to try and speed through this story. Broke up with my girlfriend earlier this year. We were living together. So our lease was going to be up in June, but the pandemic hit. So I was like, I don't really, she had moved out. I was still staying there. Um, but I didn't want to move during the pandemic because that felt sure. like it was going to be bad. This is still back in Chicago, by the way, for context. So my lease is ending in June. And I was like, hey, can I go like month to month? Would that be cool with y'all? And they were like, absolutely not. And I was like, damn, that sucks. <laughs> um, so... But they were like, hey, but you can sign a two-month lease if you want. And I was like, okay, that's fine. That should give me enough time. And I was It's going to be $6,000 a month. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was just starting to like dip my toes into the job market situation, right? And uh, very early talks with Respawn. And I was like, okay, cool. And it was like getting – it was starting to get more serious and more serious. But I was like, man, my lease is ending. Like what is going to happen oh, with this? Man. And – so I had to move in Chicago to a different Chicago apartment oh, for shit. the month of August. So I signed a two-month sublease at a different apartment in Chicago. So I moved from one Chicago apartment to the other for oh August, right? And then, like, finally, like, got the offer and everything, accepted it all, and then it was like, cool, uh, EA has a travel ban, so we have to get, like, explicit approval for you to move. And I was like, okay... And they're like, do you want to move? And I was like, I kind of do. I kind of just want to like get out of this like weird limbo state. Like quarantine's mm -hmm. already like such a weird limbo and everyone feels like they're just waiting for this all to end and it's not ending and it's bad. And so on top of that with like a new job and everything, I was like, I kind of, and I know I'm going to move out there eventually. Like, let's just get on with it if we can. And so um, they actually were really, really nice and, and really um, accommodating. They approved like a apartment hunting trip. So I like got COVID tested, came out here for an apartment hunting trip, like found some places and stuff like that. And then went back, got tested again. And 
it's been a mess. So then Man. finally I moved out of that second Chicago apartment to Los Angeles here. Uh, but I never unpacked from the first move in Chicago. So everything was all in boxes anyway, because I was only in oh, that apartment bad. for like yeah. two months. Um, but they did have packers come pack everything up, which they basically they just took everything out of the boxes and put it back in the boxes. Um, <laughs> oh, no shit. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, and maybe added some like paper. Yeah, they, they probably like, have their own like methodology that they have to. Because if they don't pack it, it's not insured. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So yeah. So then yeah, they packed everything up, and then I flew out um, and slept on an air mattress in this apartment uh, for ten days without any of my stuff, and I was going slowly insane. <laughs> oh, um, God. But yes, all all's well that ends well again, and we are here. Now and nice. I finally have my furniture and everything, and starting to get settled. So, very cool, awesome. Glad it worked out. Yeah. Also, it- like maybe it's maybe it's weird to say, but like uh, as far as your breakup goes, it definitely could have happened at a worse time if it was like a couple months yeah. later, right? Yeah, <laughs> a very cordial breakup. Um, sure, as cordial as they can be, I should say. Yeah, um, you know. Yeah. So That's good. that I very very thankful for that too, and yeah, I don't know. Yes, quarantine would have been bad <laughs> there's <laughs> got to be people stuck in that situation though right where they're For like, sure they okay. know they have to break things off but they kind of can't because they're because all this shit yeah um what's it what was it like uh starting a new job completely remotely like that's the one thing that's uh, it's always like it's 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 difficult for anybody to meet people and you know get in, integrated and stuff like how yeah. was that remotely so I started, I worked for like a week and a half while I was still in Chicago remotely for Respawn. Mm-hmm. Um, just like VPNing into a machine at their office and stuff. Right. And um, so that just, I mean, it just doesn't feel like anything changed. Yeah. Mm. It just, it just doesn't feel like there's anything new. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it because you don't, we spend so much time together. Like, in terms of like coworkers, like yeah, I mean, yeah, Dennis, yeah. you and I, especially, and then you know, Pearson, much toward the end oh, of my dozens, time there, but dozens like, of minutes that we spent together, <laughs> dozens of minutes. But I mean, Dennis, you and I have spent so much <laughs> fucking time together at the office, and you get so close with your coworkers in game development. Um, so it was weird because, you know, I was still talking to, with my friends from NetherRealm and stuff like that. They were like, you know, asking me how things are going and stuff, but. Um, so during the Chicago portion, very weird. But then, like I said, yeah. like I wanted to get over that hump and out of the limbo period and just like, let's just get on with it. Let's just move. Like, so yeah. once I got to LA and I finally like got my stuff and I got settled in the apartment and things like that, the last, I would say the last month, cause I've been working at Respawn over two months already. Um, the last month has been so much better. Um, and they've been really good about it. They've been setting up like um, one-on-one meetings with like actually random people within the company. Oh, that's um, cool. To just like get take a coffee break with so-and-so and catch yeah. and meet up and stuff like that. Um, which for me is, I can be, you might not know it, but I can be pretty socially introverted with people I don't know. Um, mm, sure. I'm pretty loud and pretty boisterous with people i do know but hey it's like um, me i'm both those things <laughs> yeah but with people i don't know i don't feel comfortable being myself and i don't feel comfortable being that loud totally. big personality yeah um 
so at first I was like, man, I really don't want to sit on a Zoom call with people I don't know for 30 minutes. And you, but it actually, um, it was really good because it's just good to like get out of your head a little bit, meet some people, see what their job is. They've been really good about like cross team communication too because we have many teams within the studio of Respawn. There's like the Apex Legends team and the Medal of Honor team and the Star Wars mm. team. And um, so I've met people across all teams at this point um, doing really cool shit. So, hmm. and that's, I mean, I think I could speak for all of us here. Like that's what game development's about to us is like, let's just do cool shit. We have the Star Wars team. We have a free-to-play first-person shooter team who also worked on Titanfall, you know. And then we have a VR Medal of Honor team. You know, it's like that's, yeah, that's very different aspects yeah, yeah. of game design. Um, the only other studio I can even think about that does that is Insomniac, which is funny because they also have a VR team. They also have the, you know, Spider-Man, Ratchet & Clank. Like, you know, uh, it's... It is kind of rare to have like that many sort of teams integrated. I think if you expand to like the greater part of Blizzard, right? Like somebody sure. in Blizzard has to be doing a VR thing, right? Or like Riot Games, right? Like at least yeah, like yeah, yeah. trying it out. These, yeah, these, these, but those are like gargantuan studios. Those are yeah. big studios, right? I guess that's an interesting distinction. It's like, uh, yes, like Ubisoft. You know, it's a, as a publisher has lots of studios that do lots of different right. things, and they have a huge, very, very diverse games. But yeah, like I think those are good examples. Like Riot, um, they're much bigger. But like the idea of having one studio and different teams is like a different. It's, it's a different one setup. house essentially, yeah, yeah. right? Like yeah, one campus, right? Um, yeah, that's super cool. Um, I guess I don't know. I guess you can't really talk about much else. I think we <laughs> everything else no, is sir. probably pretty. Uh, right there, <laughs> but, um, I like my job. Yeah. I'd like to keep it. <laughs> yes. that's, that's awesome. It's very very cool. So hey, I'm not kidding when I say I want to play Phasmophobia with you guys. Like yeah, no, we're yeah. gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's um, let's talk about that. Uh, when when like right, do, now. right now, right now. Well, when I mean, do do it? we can when do this can off air. <laughs> we do, we don't need to do it in the after party. <laughs> but no, abs- <laughs> absolutely yes. Uh, I and you know what is funny? Like Brian, you were kind of saying like, oh, you're you're just gonna be screaming the whole time. Like I would watch movies with some people who are like that. They're like, I'm sorry, I I just I'm gonna be screaming like. You know, my friend's that's girlfriend's great. like that. I agree. I actually think yeah. that's great. It's like me and Matt disagree about this specifically about like well, audiences in theaters and stuff. Yeah, that's different. No, I know. But to me, it's like genuine human reaction that's not like thinking of some shitty thing to say. It's like if you were right. exclaiming yeah. or gasping or laughing, like that's what we're there for. That's like the whole thing about yeah. social shit. Part of like, the experience. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah, need so. you talking and bantering through it all. Yeah. But if you're going to... Yeah react then yeah so yes yes and like there's there's this really cool uh sort of ebb and flow i guess to the game where it's like i will get very scared very fucking scared but like the way the game is paced out is the scare never lasts very long yeah and when it's over i can just haul ass back to like my friends and they'll laugh at me for being so scared (laughs) but like that really like releases like all this tension it's like okay we're just fucking around like you know what i mean like it's really like Really, like, you're here, and then you're, like, back also, to we, level we, really fast. We also, like, take breaks ourselves. Like, okay, as soon as the the ghost says behind you in the ghost box, it's like... We're out. 
Yeah, it's like, all right, because like, basically, like I said, there's different pieces of evidence. It's like, okay, if the fact that he responded to the ghost box, that means we have one more piece of evidence. Let's just go back to the truck and, and reassess things. And so, got the ghost box. Out. All right, let's go. Let's get out of here. Let's get have out of here. Have you ever been disconnected enough, like, in the moment to be scared to, like, try and walk or run in real life? <laughs> no, I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> like, have you ever run into a wall? Be no. honest. <laughs> no, I, I've seen a lot of videos of people doing that in VR, and that in general, I don't think i ever i ever get disconnected from reality okay. in vr to that level uh there's just there's just something always ticking at the back of my brain it's like this isn't a hundred percent like don't go sprinting off somewhere you know like right, i'm right. always Especially aware that movement. this is how i move yes yeah, yeah. for movement for sure but i have done things like um like the very first time i played uh the ping pong game I think me and Matt, either it was me and Matt or me and Dan or someone Not me. Uh, basically i i dropped the ping pong ball on the ground and i went down to pick it up and I instinctively tried to put my weight on the ping pong table. Like, I've done that. That sort of that sort of stuff happens. That's yeah, not really, really good. movement. Um, and then once, like, there was a game called Budget Cuts where it's like it has a portal mechanic yeah, where you make portals. Uh, I made a portal on the ground and somewhere else something else. And then I was tr- trying to like duck my head into the floor to like look around <laughs> the portal, and I smashed my head into the floor. But nice. um, but those are not like running into things or like sure. yeah. full body freakouts. They're they're more like that thing is there. I'm trying to interact with it in a way I shouldn't, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's like uh, even one of our first games together. We some somebody dropped a flashlight. It was the only one we had at the time, and it ended up like kind of clipped into the floorboards, <laughs> yeah. and we were all trying to grab it, but our hands would just hit the floor in real life, so we couldn't like get <laughs> to where it needed to be to pick it up. That's funny. Uh, yeah, like silly stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, happens. right. That actually one of the first times we did Bridge Crew. Uh, I was, we were all sitting down for the first time, and I had a big red chair in my living room, and I just thought, oh, this will be fine. But it oh, turned yeah. out the, the armrests were, like, way <laughs> higher than the in-game armrests. So, Dan is just like, I can't push the button. I can't. We're like, just push the It's it's. We're like, just click it. It's this button. He's like, no, like, I physically can't get my hand down to the button. <laughs> so that I had to change to chairs. chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. It's amazing. Um, oh, man. That was I our lo- first, like, foray. I how much VR have you done, Ryan? Like, not this much. Is your, like, we're talking. This is like your first time. Less than, f- probably less than five hours total. Like, okay. Ever. And is that recent or is that like just over the course throughout of time you've played over, a little like, bit? Like, like very mixed. Like I remember like two years ago playing Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Uh, yeah. Like for our great. UI, our at Nether Realm, we did the UI. Like, was that a Christmas party that was happening so, in like June? I yeah, think we it was. usually do that. <laughs> <laughs> it was like super delayed, but we went to like a VR uh like cafe if you will and like hung out yeah, there yeah. and just like messed around on the headsets for a bit but outside of that and then i've spent like an hour with beat saber in my apartment yeah, sure. that's that's pretty much it man it sucked that that vr cafe thing we did uh it was really fun it was really cool we could just sample it was using vive headsets which aren't super comfortable but it was fine um and then we were playing beat saber competitively and there's they have like a scoreboard on, like a, on a chalkboard you know in the studio like and so i could we could almost you can compete against everyone else who ever played it and so i looked on the scoreboard uh, and i'm like okay that that song doesn't have that many people trying it let me try that one and so i actually got on the scoreboard they put my name on there and it's like that nice. idea of like a real life scoreboard in the real world judging your beat saber it's just it's so cool and like i remember thinking guys this is actually pretty fun maybe we should come back here and like do this and then they, i was i signed up for like the email uh list and they were having oh. like tournaments and everything and then i know where this is going yeah and yeah, the pandemic basically went. shut it down 
It was too bad. I definitely don't want to put someone else's VR nope. headset on my face. Mm-hmm. Nope. That would nope. be nope. horrible. <laughs> like it's to the point where I think about that stuff even outside the context of a pandemic, and I'm like, I can't believe I ever shared a VR headset with someone. <laughs> I mean, how, for did, what it's how worth, did I not die? So I go to PAX every year. At oh, least I did. One, and and I never no, not for me, man. Oh, you didn't do the VR stuff? No, I would not at put PAX? on a convention center headset. That's not. I did I at did. the time. I did. I uh, wow. they did. They you live life on the edge. I I was kind of grossed out by it, but like we we watched and like every time somebody pulled it off, they had yeah. Like a, they do like the like cleaning wipe, the wipe yeah. down. The so that made me theater. feel better. And at the what's that? <laughs> it's called germ theater, where it doesn't do anything, but it makes you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was. Uh, I, I, at the time, it was before I had really done any VR other than me and Danish's joint custody uh, rift that we mm-hmm. had that I, I barely played at the time. Um, and it was the PSVR was coming out, and I was like, oh, man, like I, I've been hearing about this like Batman game, and I've been hearing yeah. about this and that. And it's like they had this weird thing where it's like it was like a lottery where it's like yeah. they had four games set up, and they would send you to like a random one when it was your turn. And I don't know. I was just so excited for the idea of VR becoming like this, like widespread thing. I was right. like, man, I like, I just want to get in there so bad. I'll, if, if it was today, fuck no, like not a not. chance would I ever do that. Although I will say that the PSVR is still like the most comfortable headset ever. It only does, it it does not touch your face at all. It has a, a ring that touches the top oh, of that's your head right. and it actually hangs over your face. So actually there's no uh, contact. So it's like I felt, a hat. Yes. Kind of, so, yeah. So I hat. feel much better about that than like an Oculus where it's strapped into your eyeballs. I will say the <laughs> Oculus Quest 2 is quite heavy on my face and my buddy has the like pro headset. Yeah. Like yeah. That's, extra battery pack. That and, is like, required. It just has a little yeah. bit more structure to it and not yeah. just like straps. Um, I've heard that's good. Yeah. How I've much been, is so that? I have know. Because there's one without the battery pack that's like 50 bucks. You should get that. Um, and then I think the one with the battery pack, like it also comes with a carrying case. So like the whole package is like, it's like $150. It's crazy. I don't, do oh, not think that's worth it. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot. Just, just get, get, the re- the regular get the regular pro strap. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. Okay. But there have been some widespread reports that they are cracking for people. So Okay. So maybe wait for the second. M- maybe the wait for the next <laughs> wave of those guys. But uh, I, th- I would say for like, it's hard. It's hard to say like, it's worth $50. Cause when you hold it, you're like, this is just like a Velcro strap and some plastic and like a notch yeah. thing on the back. Like how is this $50? But like the upgrade to the experience is it is, that is what is worth the $50, yeah. not the, the materials of the object. Uh, we should not only play phasmophobia, obviously, but we should just play some regular quest multiplayer. Like they just added beat saber multiplayer, which is oh, fun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Yo, they got space do. team. I want to play some space team. Yep. We've talked about that a lot. Space Team is like the kind of Star Trek thing that you played. Yeah, it kind of came up before Bridge Crew on on phones, and then now they adapted it to basically a Bridge Crew version, but even though they kind of came first. Um, Yeah, uh, I'd be down for that. And uh, I'm down for VR. I just like, I feel like I'm hanging out with people more when I'm in VR. Absolutely. Uh, I'm down. Cloud La- Cloudlands 2 is a favorite of ours. Very fun. It's it's just a mini golf game. I don't know what that one is. Yeah, it's just, just mini, mini golf. It's just, it's it just looks we, like, there's there's a new mini golf game that has better graphics too that we should look. We into. should look into that because the thing about Cloudlands is it looks like garbage. It looks like hot garbage. <laughs> it just <laughs> it looks atrocious. It's just low poly aesthetic, flat shaded, you know that sort of thing. But gotcha. um, but it's just so fun because you're hanging out and you're playing mini golf and it's just super casual. But yeah, like you don't have to be good at mini golf to have fun playing mini yeah. golf. Um, Big time cash. 
Yeah. Big time um, cash. We would get, I, well, I would get pretty drunk while I was playing it. I'm pretty sure Dan would too. Dan's always got that. a drink in his hand. <laughs> uh, Space Time VR is $20 on Steam. I'm adding it to my wish list and hoping to catch it on sale. Wait, there what's is it a, called again? Say it again. Space, Space Team VR. Space Team Space. is one word. Um, they have it on the Quest store, right? It's native to Quest as well. I think it oh, is. Oh, is it on that? Let's let me see. Because uh, if it's on that, I'll just just buy it there. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what sucks is like when you go when you when you jack in to the link cable, it's like you're in the Quest store, and then you got to go to the Steam store, and then you got to go into the game, and it's like you have just traversed through like four different realities yeah. by the time you get into the game. <laughs> I haven't yeah. I haven't done it yet. I haven't done the link cable stuff yet. Um, but it's, my it's friends cool. are doing the good. streaming stuff. If you've if you've mm-hmm. heard of this situation, we've tried it. Yeah. Yeah. I've okay. I've. I've had pretty good. I actually just got a new wireless router. It's in the mail right now. That's uh, got Wi-Fi six, which the okay. Quest two uh, supports. The Quest one does not. Um, it's supposed to be a great experience. Um, so that should be here uh, this week sometime. Um, cool. Definitely, I will get back to you, Danish, to let you know yeah. how well it works. Because, like, I, I will say, like, my experience with the with virtual desktop streaming wirelessly is way more pain-free than using the link cable has been like it, it yeah. I, I always run into issues where the link cable will it's a bad usb port or something and yeah. like i'm always switching i didn't know the and, streaming thing was an option otherwise i wouldn't have spent 80 goddamn dollars on the cable oh no the good cable those are yeah. like sold out everywhere i can never find them yeah so I they have i the just good bought cable. it when i bought the quest i don't know oh wow we space we team bought VR the confirmed cables. on quest yep okay. looking at it right now 20 bucks also, oh, so I was not prepared for the, uh, the. I was not prepared for Zuckerberg to just absolutely oh god yeah, invade my life and also that destroy my wallet because I was actually really surprised how expensive the games are on the Quest Store. Really? I was like, yeah. Beat Saber's still forty dollars. Wait, and Beat then, Saber's forty? Is it forty dollars? I don't. I must have been that, so excited at the time. And yeah, then I was like, oh, but I want to play the fucking. Panic at the Disco, or I want to play the whatever it is. I don't know what else is on there. Uh, and I was like, those are $10 <laughs> a pack. This is Rock Band all over again. It's going to run me for my whole mm. bank account. So Beat Saber's 30 but did you buy like a song pack with it or something? I don't remember, to be honest. The Linkin Park music pack? It might just be 30 pack? and I might just be being, being a baby about it. And I'm <laughs> 30, 30 still seems up there. What's a uh, Pistol Whip is my Pistol Whip is 30 game? Is that 30 as well? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, it, just, um, it doesn't say. It's just a start. There's a game yeah, called like Orbis it. VR, which is like an MMO, and it also that. looks like garbage. But um, that one, we've always been like circling because it's just like a multiplayer thing that might be fun as a group. But it was also like thirty dollars and really we're, like, expensive. We couldn't. We just couldn't do it. Like yeah. we just couldn't Pull do the it. Tough sell. But Orbis VR Rebirth, I don't know what that is. It's twenty dollars on Quest now. So oh. if it's like cheaper and a better version, we should look into it. I bet they just lowered the price and they rebranded or something. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, VR, VR is good, good stuff. VR is good, and I'm always up for some VR. Excited shit. to join the gang for some VR. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Because it's uh, here's the thing. I'm always up for. I'm always like, guys, when are we playing VR? And then Dan, here's the thing. Jeff is like, I can't play games after nine o'clock, and Danish goes, I can't play games until nine o'clock. And it's like, yeah. God damn it, you guys, could you just like do this a little bit with <laughs> oh, your schedule? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, by the way, I don't. If you can't talk about this, totally fine. Have you been able to play Medal of Honor VR? I have not played Medal of Honor VR. Okay. I have not. Um, 
But I was surprised. Uh, like they showed us the trailer early, the Gamescom yeah. trailer, and I was like, oh, this looks, this looks, looks awesome. awesome. I was like, I was like, I never had an interest in it. I was like, oh yeah, they're doing some Medal of Honor VR thing. That's probably. I was like, oh, I just expect VR stuff to be gimmicky at this point, and I think we're finally crossing the yeah, threshold getting, getting past that. into real. I don't want. I don't want to say that. Not real games, but like a full no, fledged triple A meaty yeah. experiences mm-hmm. in, in VR, and I think. Uh, when I, I was really impressed when I saw the, the Medal of Honor trailer, I was like, "Oh shit, this looks awesome! It looks like a good like campaign." Yeah, I, yeah. It just it, it definitely I, caught my interest, and and it was before I had purchased the quest. So now that I have the quest, it'll be like, okay, like that's definitely something mm-hmm, I'm yeah. gonna get for sure. Well, um, obviously, Half Life Alex. Like, there's a number of them. Like Half Life oh Alex, Lone Echo. I've heard really good things about Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners. In terms Walking of Dead, it, I've been playing a little bit. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Like in, t- in terms of like it being a meaty game. Like you know, it's supposed to be pretty it's, meaty. It is. It's a. Uh, it's. It's a very interesting game. It's like because like it, it's got two things going against it. We're like one, it's a VR game, so you expect it to be gimmicky, and two, it's based on Walking Dead, so you expect it to kind of suck. Um, <laughs> but like. <laughs> They, it's a real game, like with real ideas. Like it, it didn't <laughs> real happen. Ideas. No, I, There's like no really fake though, ideas in this one. <laughs> no, like but you know what I mean, though, right? Yeah. Like a fucking, <laughs> yeah. like based on some game property. systems, and yeah, not, and, and you're not just like picking stuff up in the environment and putting it down. It's not just like yeah, interacting and, in VR. Yeah, it's, it's more it's about a, it's like a full fledged game. I've so I've only done a couple of like the. I don't want to say missions because it's kind of open world, but like you, you go to a place and there's somebody there and they have basically a quest for you, but you also have like an overarching quest that you're kind of following. And they're like, Hey, go to this house and I need you to pick this thing up. I I can't go back there. There's zombies, whatever. And there's also something else you need at the house. So like these two things align. And so you go and there's zombies, you fight the zombies along the way. And you know, you're probably trying to go slow because you don't want to like tip them off to where you are. Right. But it's not that hard, right? You're you're going there and it's like one zombie, two zombies, stab them in the head, you're good. Uh but what is happening under the hood, and I didn't realize this at the time, even though the game kind of tells you, is there is a there's a time limit where the sun is going down. And once it hits nighttime, that's when the zombies come out, like hardcore. Mm. And it just ramps the fuck up. So if like if you're spending too much time going out and doing these things and it's it's not hard to just run to the house do the thing and get back but you're also kind of like trying to scavenge for items and stuff because there's a whole crafting system in here as well um so you're like exploring the house and it's like oh shit your your watch goes off it's sundown there are zombies fucking everywhere now and it is genuinely like super stressful Um, (laughs) so good yeah i'm I'm really surprised with how good that game is yeah Yeah, that one came pretty well recommended did you get it on PC VR or on this Quest native Quest version? Quest VR, and it looks, it looks kind of like the, the Telltale, sure, uh, game shaded kind of style. It it it's like that's what they're trying to do, I guess, because I think the PC version supposed supposedly looks, it definitely looks better because yeah. you can look at a texture and be like, wow, they just mipped the shit out of this texture <laughs> yeah. to make it run, and everything like there's so many models that they clearly just like auto LOD down and like mm-hmm. it looks. When you're just like looking at stuff, everything looks bad right? because it just it has to run. On, it absolutely has to to run on the quest too. Like I told yeah. you, you get why they do it. Yeah. But uh, uh, the experience as a whole, though, is is great. You don't really, you're never really focusing on those yeah. sorts of things. I guess that was nice. my question: is like, is it worth for the extra graphics to play it like tethered on a PC, or is it worth the freedom and the graphics actually don't really matter in the end? You know, I should give it a try um, yeah. because I think it is cross by. Um, mm, interesting. So, like buying it on Quest, I think that got it for me. Let me I'm trying to 
Yeah. Where's my Oculus? That's cool that, yeah. that I didn't know that was even an option cross by. Some games. Yeah. There's a lot of games that do it's that. Some games. Like, okay. Uh, there's another game I recommend highly called The Climb, which is super fun, super chill game where you're rock climbing and you're just going through the motions and you're going up and you're uh, like mechanically what's happening is you kind of are staying still and it's like the mount you're pulling the mountain down you know like kind of how it works sure but it feel it feels really good it feels like you're climbing you're looking around and you're it's like you're looking for handholds and you can't hold something too long otherwise you get tired and it's just a fun relaxing cool you game fall and, and die you can fall and die yes but it, it like you <laughs> fall and it like fades to white like very quickly so you don't get okay. like vertigo of like falling sure sure um but yeah and, and then you get checkpoints and stuff but um that's another cross-buy game, which I, I've heard uh, the Quest version looks really good. So I think that that's another one where it's just worth the extra freedom to, to do so that. You know? Walking Dead, I just looked it up on the store. It was listed as $40 crossed out and then free. I okay, don't think yeah. the game is just free right now. I assume <laughs> no, I think it's because I own it. Yeah. And now I can, that's, yeah, what, so I'm, that's, that's how the great. climb looks for me, too, because uh, I'm okay. there. Um, Last thing I'll say while keeping on this horror-themed episode is I've been playing uh, Warzone Spooktacular Ooh, or whatever. I've been watching the, the, some of this. <laughs> Haunting of Verdant, uh, whatever it's called. Dude, that game is fucking fun. Like, they do zombie shit really, really good just in terms of... Can you of, explain like, this? What is it, actually? Okay. I don't... All I saw all right. was a trailer and there's like a dude who's like, I killed my friends. I gotta go kill the zombies. <laughs> yeah, I was like, exactly. what is happening? All right, so it's... I don't. I've never played. I, no, no. I, I have played normal Warzone. Normal Warzone is exactly what you think. It's Call of Duty um, Battle Royale. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. you, there's money you can buy. There's a little store chests you can upgrade your shit. So there's you're scavenging for weapons, but you're also scavenging for money to buy weapons and stuff. Sure. Um, they have cool things where it's like, oh, I found a key card, and if I go to the secret bunker with the key card, I can get a whole cache of weapons. Some it's like really good weird. Stuff oh, going on there with that yeah. stuff. There was there was this whole thing where they put in a bunch of Easter eggs where there was phones all across the map, okay? And the phones were associated with a number. And it, the hmm. first phone you pick up gives you a number sequence in Russian. You had to take the Russian, translate it to English, find out what the sequence of phones it was, and then go to each phone in the map in sequence in order to pick up the phone. And once you did all of those, all of the, I think it's like three maybe or four, uh, you could go to Bunker 11, which was the only sealed remaining sealed bunker in the game, and that would open up like a vault. And there was like, you know, some really good guns in there and stuff like that, but there was also like more lore stuff about how like now the computers on the map are unlocked, and now hmm. people are... I don't know if this ever got solved, or maybe the devs never just put it all the way in because they didn't expect people to solve it so fast. <laughs> but... um so now people are thinking there's something similar with the computers in the map, just like the phones. That's and these cool are just like, I mean, this is a gigantic map. It's We're just huge. talking yeah, about like say, literal, like a computer, like a, like an, a piece of environment art, a computer on a desk. Like, but you can interact with it. the whole circle coming it does in the as well. Thing, yes. so, the, so your shit could be outside the circle by the time you have to get to it. You got to be quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So that's the normal game. That's based, pretty basic. Uh, the zombie mode uh, also, I think another thing worth adding in the normal game, which we touched on in one of our game ideas, and I think someone said, oh, I think Warzone does this, is um, when you get captured, you get put in the gulag, and you can fight your yes. way back out and respawn into the more games. Yeah. More games need to throw you in prison rather than yeah. just kill you and like, let so you cool. get out somehow. <laughs> yeah. So now, zombies mode is similar to that mechanic, where if you are a human and you get killed 
by a human or any or a zombie or anything, you turn into a zombie, and you actually skydive back down when as a zombie, which as is a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Wait, this um, is like Halo Two style zombies. Like I don't know if you guys ever did this, but no. there was a custom game back in the day that we played in Halo Two called Zombies, where um, you know everyone starts out as human, and humans aren't allowed to shoot, but the zombies have swords. So there's one zombie to start. You're in like a 16-player lobby, right? And slowly, mm -hmm. as you get killed by a zombie with a sword, you're required to switch teams in the middle of the custom game, and then you can use your sword. And like oh, slowly, so cool. you're just converting everyone House over. rules. I love house rules. Yeah, it's, so it's, cool. it's very yeah. much a house rules kind of game that we used to play yeah. back in the day. Uh, it was really popular. But um, so yeah, this like, sounds like so that, but enforced. I didn't realize this was a thing. I thought they just put zombies in the map. I didn't think you no, could control... Yeah. Okay, Zombies. so yes, so there's the zombie team. So as soon as you die, you, you skydive back into the zombie on, on the zombie team. And you are given three special abilities. One is like this awesome fucking leap where you leap like 100 yards and it's just so fun and cool. <laughs> and then you have like um, a smoke bomb and you have sort of a very short range EMP blast um, for some reason. So those, and they're all on <laughs> cooldown, so you can keep using them, but after a while. Now, here's the thing that's fucking genius. Uh, scattered around the map are these purple glowing vials. If you get two vials, you can inject yourself and become human again. And also, human players, some of them are like outlined in purple, meaning that they are carrying vials or like basically their blood oh. or whatever is like a vial. Oh, so they don't know it, right? They don't know it. Interesting. And it's not, it's not every human. And so basically... If you find a vial, and the vials go quickly because obviously the zombies grow it more and more. And so eventually it comes down to like, well, you have to check down these human people uh, that have the vials and kill them. And so eventually what happens is people, if you are on the human team, if you're like the last survivor on the human team, you win. Uh, zombies can't really win, I don't think. Uh, but if you can get back into becoming human at the last second, then you can win. So what happens at the end of the game is that the humans are vastly outnumbered and the zombies are rabid as fuck because they want to become human again to win. And so they are so <laughs> aggressive and you really feel like you are being attacked by these zombies that are just scary and vicious. And this is a 150 person lobby. It's oh huge. I thought it was 100, but yes, I, it's huge. I thought um, they expanded it, but I could be Maybe wrong. they did. Um, so is, yeah. is there a scenario where there's like 100 zombies all doing like the super leap? through the yes. air like, well, it, like and by the end the circle gets so small too that it's like <laughs> practically world war z of just fucking tons of zombies and like you and <laughs> another person are trying to hold them off and run and like wait i need to play this this it's sounds so sounds much radical. fun i'm not a huge call of duty guy i'm not a huge battle uh like battle royale guy but this is so fun so yes that's another game we should get together and play it's I like a thousand play. gig download oh um, it's so <laughs> yeah. fucking big <laughs> Well, shout out Pete Actipus, now design manager oh, yeah. over at Raven Software, working on that there Warzone, formerly of Netherrealm. Oh, no shit. I knew oh, he right. went somewhere like that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. All right, man. Well, that, I think that's awesome. I think we won't keep you any longer. Um, it was a blast hanging out. It's good to see you again. Yeah, and, thank you guys uh, for having me. Appreciate yeah, it. You've dude. had some illustrious guests on here, so... Yeah, you know, we want to get back into guests. We took a... We, we overloaded uh, October... Or no, not October. Uh, August with a lot of awesome guests, and then we're like... Whew, that was that was good, and then we kind of got lazy and start, stopped booking guests again. But um, no, yeah, well, I'm always want around, to. always down to do this again. Oh Very hell cool. yeah, dude, this was fun. Yeah. Very, Very good, cool. All right, 
Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.